LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Marshall Rader of Gluten Free Bar Company. Started in 2010 by two brothers, Marshall and Elliot Rader, the Gluten Free Bar Company has been a leader in the gluten free industry by creating food that not only nourishes your body but tastes amazing too. Have you ever thought life would be better if snacking could be nutritious and delicious? If gluten-free didn't have to mean taste-free? So have they, which is why here at the Gluten-Free Bar Company, they value Marshall and Elliot's courage to walk away from the corporate world in order to invest in a product idea that eventually became a way of life. While the brothers' initial goal focused on creating good-tasting, good-for-you, gluten-free protein bar, their product line has since expanded, and so has their scope of their mission. Every day, the Gluten-Free Bar Company aims to make the world a better place by committing to producing healthy food in honest ways. They source organic whenever possible and use only wholesome ingredients, and while they believe in simplicity when it comes to their food, they value the complexities associated with being a company of integrity. They actively search for ways to innovate healthy living, operate more sustainably, diversify their workforce, and enrich their community. The focus on the Gluten-Free Bar Company now encompasses the quality of both their products and the lifestyles of their team members, the community, the retailers they work with, their suppliers, and their customers, gluten intolerant or not. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this great conversation with Marshall Rader. So today we're sitting down with uh, Marshall Rader of Gluten Free Bar. How are you today? How are you doing? I'm really um, excited about this conversation. But uh, tell us what you do in one to two sentences. I am the president of the Gluten Free Bar, and my focus is really making the best products to make our customers happy. That was short to think. Much appreciated. <laughs> So give us I try. The, give us a quick rundown of Gluten-Free Bar. Uh, what was kind of the motivation for you to start a company like this? Um, yeah, so it was. I was diagnosed with celiac disease, which is um, you know gluten really uh, significant gluten intolerance in about 2010. Um, and for those of us that are familiar with the gluten-free world or celiac disease, I mean that was really the stone age of of a uh, of gluten, you know, you couldn't go to a restaurant and see gluten-free marked on the menu, and um, you know, just I, I really feel for people that were actually gluten-free back in 1987 or 2000. It was just, you know, 2010 was a stone age. That was when people didn't even didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. I had a couple of ailments. You know, I'd still living a totally normal life and having a great time, um, but uh, you know, had some health challenges and eventually found out it was it was celiac disease and really it was a life-changing event for me in terms of how much better I felt and the positive impact it had on me physically and mentally. Um, and so at the time I was traveling a ton for my job, um, traveling really around the world. And the one thing that I could always rely on to bring with me was bars. Um, I, 
you know, I looked for something moderate to high protein to keep me full when I couldn't eat anything for breakfast or lunch or even dinner where I was traveling to. And there weren't that many gluten-free options, only, only a couple. Um, and one had really good ingredients, but no protein and didn't keep me, you know, I was, I was hungry 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. And then another one, you know, it was tasted okay, but it had just really bad, highly processed ingredients. And so the simple idea back then was, um, that's just create a great tasting product with, with simple, wholesome ingredients. And that's what we did. Yeah. I mean, I've had my fair share of bars in general, like growing up, like you would love to in sports, like I only go grab a, a power bar or whatever. And just mm-hmm. so many times it's like you get stuff just for like one ingredient or one feature, right? It's like, oh, I need to like refuel or I'm just, just hungry after playing soccer. I need a snack before I go home and have dinner. Right. And it's just like, you didn't even want to eat stuff. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't people always joked about like cliff bars tasting like bark, you know, or like breaking your mouth. It's like, this is, this is so interesting because you have all these big companies putting all this time and money into these products. Why can't they make something like worthwhile eating? But it also goes to show like how society is kind of thriving on like high sugar foods for their taste and stuff like that. Right. Um, so what Yeah. Was- and that's, I mean, that, that, that your comment about Cliff is kind of why the GFP existed because I remember I was actually in China for work and that's how I was eating like my third or fourth bar of the day and like you said it was just as a purpose it's I didn't enjoy it I was just starving and needed something to like I needed some food to make it through the day and so I ate this bar that I had no interest in eating didn't have good ingredients but it was it was some sustenance and it was like at that point uh, when I ate that I was like all right there's got to be a better way to do this so do you have a background kind of in business or like how did you go about kind of starting a, a food business? You don't really roll out of bed one day and be like, I'm going to start a food business. Like in the app roll, like I have an app idea. And then like you're a millionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I, so my background is semi-diverse before I started the company. So I'd worked you know, out of college in supply chain and operations, um, project management. And then the last three or four years before, uh, Starting the GFP, I worked in sales, so um, I had kind of a diverse background in that way. And I, you know, I, I went to this, bought a bunch of stuff, and was like, oh, I'll just figure this out. You know, that that proved to be really hard. I didn't have the skills to create a great tasting product, so I ended up uh, partnering with a, a, a pastry chef who like had traveled around the world, done a lot of different things, had worked with gluten-free products. Um, that was back when like cupcakes and cupcake bakeries were were. All, were very popular and um, he had you know launched a, a cupcake bakery and did their whole gluten-free line and so we just partnered together and he had the same attitude that I did in terms of things got to taste awesome I'm a pastry chef I don't make things that taste bad right, right? and so that was the twist that he brought um, to the nutrition bar world which was you know this is got you got to want to actually eat this thing and um, you know, we've seen that change over the years with some other good brands come out that make good tasting stuff with good ingredients but um, that's really what, what was the foundation of the business. Yeah. And so what was it like kind of getting started in that regard too? Was it you guys had like a bunch of funding laid around that you could start a food company? Did you guys look for investors? What was kind of idea to, you know, your first sale? What was that process kind of like for you? Yeah. Um, so I started the company and then shortly after, you know, really quick, my brother, uh, came on board, you know, really before we had a name or anything. Uh, or really before I had a product. So it was Elliot and I to begin with, and then I had a good friend that joined 
real quick after that too. And so we we both threw or we all three of us threw in a little bit of cash, nothing majorly significant. I mean, it was significant to us, but not in the scheme of things. Um, and we actually found a bakery in Chicagoland area because I was living in Chicago at the time um, that was actually dedicated gluten-free, believe it or not, in 2011, I think it was at the time. So, you know, we would just, um, so as soon as we had a recipe um, from the, the chef that I mentioned earlier, we would, would go out there and I was literally buying, you know, like, for example, we use organic brown rice in our product today and we did back then and i was buying it from amazon you know delivering to the house loading my carpet five in the morning and driving out to this bakery and and making product then my brother's more of a creative guy and so he created the label and you you just figure out each little thing as you go and we would make a couple thousand bars a day at my hand completely um rolling bars with a rolling pin put them in a package by hand seal them on a manual sealing machine and then i would walk around uh just the local stores in Chicago and try to get people to bring them in and put them on the shelves and see how they did. And at the same time, Elliot was uh, is also a technical guy. So he put um, the, you know, he created the website and we started selling, selling them online too. And that's really how we got started, started getting feedback from customers, doing demos and product sampling at the little stores around town that would be happy to have you come in and give away free product. And that's how we got our start. Yeah, it just seems really interesting to kind of like the, uh, you're straight up a hustler. I think a lot of people in like today's world with like, I don't like using the phrase millennial, but obviously you can't get away from it. But kind mm-hmm. of the mentality of how things are shaping this way is like, they think you just start a business and like, then everything's like willy nilly, it's all fine. It's like, build an arc and they will come. It's like, well, mm-hmm. kind of, maybe not, but like, how are you going to like acquire customers? Like, oh, social media ads. Like, uh, okay. Just like everyone right. else on Facebook, <laughs> right, right, yeah. You're, it, it is a lot of just like um, you've got to love it, and you've got to have a bigger mission than making money. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of just grinding and getting out there. I mean, working a store demo from ten to two o'clock on a Saturday, um, just talking to consumers and saying, "Oh, are you are you a bar buyer? What do you usually buy? Why do you buy that? Would you be interested in trying this? Why or why not?" I mean, those are the conversations where you really learn a lot as to what uh, people are really thinking um, that help really guide the company into the decisions you make. You know, for example, we we launched with soy protein in, in our bars, and very quickly after that, we found out that was a bad decision. Um, you know, a lot of our, almost every customer said, you know, why don't you use X or Y or Z? And so we changed, um, but that was only from talking to consumers and being at shows and being at stores, and it's. It's uh, you know there's like the unicorn companies that really that, that somehow catch fire and it's it's uh, but that is a, that is not a real viable business plan. Um, you know ninety nine point nine percent of the companies that make it have, have done it through through hard work and grinding and, and really caring about their. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the customers are the ones that are going to purchase it, right? So they need to be the ones that give the feedback and want to have the right product, or else let's go somewhere else. Because obviously yeah. you're in a fairly competitive space both directly and indirectly with people in their bars, like, you know, everything's always changing. I mean, like, Gatorade's coming out with, like, 17,000 bars a week and all this other stuff. So how do, how do you guys kind mm-hmm. of compete with kind of the, the bigger companies? I mean, I assume you guys aren't, you know, some huge conglomerate yet, but how do you guys kind of compete in your little niche? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, overall, I think at the end of the day, each 
you know, whether it's us or another brand and, and uh, bars is the easiest thing to think about because, you know, you can go to a bar set in a store and envision all those brands. Uh, we make things other than bars, but when you think about, um, you know, so I think a lot of it's, you know, having your strategy and running your own race versus kind of always worrying about what the competition is doing. Um, and so really executing on what you, what, uh, your consumer wants. Um, but then the day, you know, bars is an interesting category because you mentioned earlier, you know, eating a cliff bar just because, you know, it's, you're on a, on a road bike and you just need some calories. Like those days are kind of passing us by where people are like, I'm not willing to settle just to eat something that I don't enjoy. You know, I want, I want it all. I want it to taste good. I want good ingredients. I want to feel good about it. Um, and so, you know, like in the bar space, consumers today are looking for, of course, great taste, simple ingredients, um, you know, good amount of protein so they feel full, and then they just want to feel good about what they're eating. And when you kind of peel back that big bar, okay, what products here actually deliver those things? The world gets pretty small pretty quick um, because there's a lot of products with highly manufactured products that just don't taste very good. And so really that's the message that we're trying to share is, you know, if you're looking for something that you're going to feel good about eating, you know, physically and mentally, it's, energy, it's got a good amount of protein and it tastes great. And it goes back to the original mission, like eating a GFB is a bright spot in your day. So instead of that 2.30, like going to work, you're not like, oh, great, I'm going to eat this thing. You're like, oh, cool, I have that chocolate peanut butter bar at 2.30, I can't wait to eat it. Oh, it, it makes such a difference, like having a snack at the office. Like, it's something I like, ensure to always pack, like every day. Like if I'm even if I'm having a lunch meeting, like I need something to eat like in the afternoon before I get home or before I go out to dinner or something, because at least for me, it just like takes my mind off of what I was doing. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. it, it's it's like just time to yourself. Like no one's talking to you. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that, yeah, I mean that that was like the original inspiration. It's a, it's it shouldn't be this like thing that you just sort of do because it's you know it's only utilitarian. It's a it's a two minute or it's a seven minute break in your day where you're like, I'm going to chill. I'm going to read an article online or I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to eat this bar and, or these or bites or whatever it might be. And, and, and sort of take a break from the day and before I get back to what I'm doing, like that's, that was the original intent as a bright spot in, in somebody's day that they could look forward to and feel good about. So we're sitting here talking about all these great products you have, but our listeners have no idea what we're really talking about. Do you want to do a quick uh, deep dive into some of the products you guys offer? Sure. So uh, our original product is bars. Um, so nutrition bars. Um, everything we make is non-GMO verified, soy-free, dairy-free, certified gluten-free, uh, certified vegan. So it's all plant-based uh, protein. Um, protein. So most bars are about 12 grams of protein. And we have six flavors of bars today. Um, top sellers are like cranberry toasted almond. Uh, butter is good standby. My personal favorite today is, is a coconut cashew, which is I'm currently addicted to and eating about two to three a day, um, <laughs> which is, you know, but I, I'm, I'm addicted to those. And I kind of, as I've been eating these for five or six years or more, I, I kind of rotate favorite flavors. But um, so we have, we've had bars for a time. And, you know, another thing that came out of listening to our consumers is our bites product line. And so our bites come in a four ounce pouch very similar nutrition to a protein bar, but they um, are coated with toasted coconut or toasted almonds or toasted peanuts. And it just 
you know, it adds a different level of level of taste and texture. And it's very snackable. You want to you're on your way to the gym, you're starving, you can eat two bites, you know, five grams of protein, 100 calories, kind of keeps you going to the workout instead of trying to eat or, or whatever it might be. And so the bites are really taken off because it's, um, you know, just a, it's a different format. So it's perfect for kids and for adults. Um, and then our latest product line is called Power Breakfast. Um, so many of your listeners have probably seen uh, you know, you know, oatmeal and now oatmeal has like the single serve cups that are in stores. So you can take those to work or on the go. Um, and so we have a slightly different spin on that oatmeal cup. It's actually a flat envelope. Um, so you can easily throw it in your purse or backpack or, or briefcase, whatever it might be. And then it folds into a cup. You pour hot water in it or you put it in the microwave. Um, and then this product is, um, you know, again, focus on flavor, simple ingredients, but Zero, low to no added sugars, and um, also has a kind of category-leading uh, protein. So um, some great flavors in that, like apple cinnamon and maple raisin. And uh, the package is a very interesting thing that we're first to market with. Um, so it sits on the shelf in a box, and it's flat, and it's uh, also much more environmentally friendly. You can recycle it um, in a smaller carbon footprint as it gets shipped around the versus shipping air in those cups. Right. <laughs> Dude, I, I've tucked in like classes on supply chain. I've talked to people like in the supply chain world to understand mm-hmm. that that makes such a difference, right? It's, oh yeah. Like, and then like environmentally friendly is this huge push right now for so many things. Like people would just love that. But um, walk us through kind of uh, some of the resources you guys have through your website. You guys have this uh, gluten-free calculator and this gluten-free food list, walk us through some of that information you guys can provide us with. Yeah, um, and that, the gluten-free food list um, was really, you know, part of our mission is to um, to be a resource for the gluten-free community. Um, and, you know, some people will look at that, for those that haven't seen it, and by most of us listening, is um, basically if you, you might be at the store and you Google are, are cornflakes gluten-free or you could be at home and someone's, you know, you're making a recipe for your friend and they're like, Oh, are our pickles gluten-free or whatever it might be. And if you type that into your phone, um, there's a decent chance you might be directed to our food list. Um, just sort of a resource for people that are, have that question. Cause as a gluten-free person, or if you're cooking for a friend who's gluten-free or whatever it might be, like that's unfortunately something we have to ask all the time. Is that gluten-free? Are you sure that's gluten-free? And so we created this as a resource, and my brother Elliot, who leads marketing, this was one thing that he wanted to do, and we've continued to build it. Um, and it might feel a little weird, or you know, some people think it's a little weird that we'll be like, we talk about Doritos or even other bars or other things on the website, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, on that food list. But at the end of the day, you know, we'd love for all of our customers to eat 10 GFBs a day. But you know, it's kind of like a family mentality. We're all here. Um, you know, trying to get better every day, and and part of that is just kind of being a better resource for all of our all of our consumers. Yeah, I think that's kind of where companies are being successful are going, is not only adding value from like a product or service, but also like information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously you can sit there and Google whatever you want, but as everyone knows, like fake news, etc., exists out there. So it's like, who are you trusting for your credible information? And it's really cool how you guys are kind of taking that on yourselves to really be supportive of the, the gluten community, you know, gluten-free community, if you want to call it that. Cause, yeah, yeah, I thank mean, you, yeah. I, I can't imagine, like, what you kind of mentioned earlier, like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, people who, like, didn't comprehend, like, what, like, gluten-free kind of really meant or, like, why gluten was affecting them so much. 
like my, my brother had something similar, like uh, small case of celiacs, and so I, I have some sort of reaction too to celiacs, uh, but or not celiac, but to gluten, certain ones, and uh, and so it's interesting to me like just how you just never know, right? And now it's not like something just just came around like ten years ago. It's just something we kind of figured out, so. Right. Yeah, it's, it was, I mean, even when I first found out, I mean, it was like, I do not want to go to eat. And then once you go someplace that you feel good, like, you only want to go there <laughs> because, you know, you felt comfortable and you knew that you could get the fajitas at this place and the chips were okay, and, but you didn't want to go somewhere else and find, you know. So, yeah, it's, um, that, that's, that's a big part of what we've been, what we're about is just kind of supporting the community. So, so thank you. So, uh, where can people purchase it? You guys are selling stuff in stores. Are you guys only online through your website. What's the best way for people to get their hands on some of these? So, um, I mean, the best place to find out is our website. It'll direct you to the stores in your area um, or Amazon. If, if you want to buy direct, Amazon our website is always always a good option. Um, if you like to go to the store, um, we're carried nationally in some big chains such as Kroger and Publix. Um, Whole Foods in some regions of the country, um, CVS throughout the country. Um, so we, we're, we have product um, in a, about 10 to 11,000 stores in the U.S. and Canada today. Um, and you can find them even, in, you know, you know, you're, you're in Chicago. Um, many of the freshy locations in Chicago carry our products. Oh, nice. Uh, a lot of, you know, cafes and coffee shops. Um, you know, even Nordstrom carries our products um, in their coffee bars throughout the country. So, yeah, you can find them in a lot of different places. Awesome. So anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Um, um, you know, uh, not, not necessarily. I mean, the only thing I would, I think is, is, um, important to, you know, one thing to reiterate for us is, you know, our, our focus is continuing to, to make the best thing that we can make to make our customers happy. Um, you know, we like to, one of the things that we like to say here is we make uh, good for you foods and good for you ways. And so what does that mean? That means, of course, making things that taste great using simple ingredients, but it also means that we make it in good for you ways. And so, Corp, we care about the the team here, our community, and the planet. And so, you know, a couple of those things that go along with that is we're focused on zero waste certified um, here at our facility. And also, another one of our big programs for enriching our community is, is we hire almost exclusively for a production team out of um, what's called returning citizens or formerly incarcerated people. So really big on, on kind of building community, giving people a second chance. Mm-hmm. And um, so, no, we're excited about kind of sharing that message and continuing to, to do more for the community. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to get my hands on some of these uh, bars for sure. I've been looking at the website the whole time and talking, and, and uh, I'm definitely going to need some of these bad boys. <laughs> we can get some to you. Not a problem. Awesome. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks so much. I've been saving this episode for a long time. When I first met Marshall and we had the conversation about having this, I knew this was going to be a hit. I purposely say this for the 4th of July week launch because there's nothing more American than living the American dream by leaving your corporate job to start a company that you're incredibly passionate about. This company employs over 200 people in America. How amazing is that? This guy and his brother are absolutely living the American dream and so proud to have interviewed them. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation with Marshall Raider of Gluten-Free Bar Company. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> at Bites
Whites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Thank you.